Hello everybody, it's me, I'm back again. Episode 15 of Near Perfect Pitch is forthcoming. Thank you for joining me this week. It's an assumption I can make because uh, it's not live radio, so if you're listening, you are tangibly listening. So, as I said, it's number 15. Soon got to 15 episodes. Seems like yesterday I was fumbling through, uh, banging stuff together, throwing them in, in a backpack and, uh, and arriving at the station and saying, oh, I used to do this a few years ago, let's see if I can rekindle it. Um, instead of uh, uh, championing myself and saying I'm getting progressively better since the uh, pilot episode, I think it's more fair to say that I'm getting progressively less crap. So uh, uh, let, let's hope for an incremented uh, uh, improvement upon the crapness last week and have it marginally less crap this week. That's what I strive to do each and every week for you. There's a lot of good stuff coming up this week as I fade out uh, the intro music, uh, my chum's uh, teenage fan club. Um, we're going to hear some World Party and some Tricky uh, very, very soon. Uh, we are going to um, have a wonderful interview at the end of the programme with Martin Stevenson. And uh, he's just very, very uh, giving in his interview. And uh, those that know him uh, will love him. Those that have no idea who he is will, I'm sure, uh, have uh, forged a, an affinity with him come the end of the uh, of the interview. You'll just get a, a very good idea of, of the man behind the music. Uh, we've got the usual features coming up this week. We've got Tinterweb Time. We have got the obligatory fall oh, track. We've got GITS. We've got uh, the acronym for Get in the Sea. We've got uh, uh, a Cover Me Brace this week. We've got a couple. Just because. Just one of those things. Maybe it's uh, Olympic-inspired. And having said that, uh, there's, uh, uh, what else we got here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Olympics are kind of thematic. We'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, and today is a Sunday when I'm recording this, and it is uh, the official kickoff of uh, of the English football season in that the Charity Shield is, is uh, all but finished. I'm not going to talk about that uh, because it's my prerogative. But I'm, st- I'm still buzzing, actually, yesterday from Liverpool's 4-0 win against Barcelona, and then uh, today... Uh, firmly being brought down to earth with a thump after having lost 4-0, uh, the same score, uh, to, uh, to Mainz away uh, at uh, Jürgen's Old Club in Germany. Lots of football banter that will be coming next week with the start of the season. Not an awful lot uh, to talk about now, just a litany of friendlies, a lot of useless friendlies, a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of posturing too in the transfer market. It looks like that Pogba thing is all but done, which is just the, the tin lid of lunacy, in my humble opinion, when it comes to... Uh, uh, money being expended regardless of TV revenues that are being injected this year and for the forthcoming goodness knows how long. Any road. Let's try and, uh, let's try and make sense of everything and listen to some music and, and ground ourselves.
Tricky, all the way back uh, to 1995. That's Black Steel, uh, and that's uh, a single, and that's also off uh, his debut long player, Max and Key, or Max and K, or however you want to pronounce it. Um, that is a song uh, that is uh, loosely based on a Public Enemy track. Uh, it takes uh, a nation of millions to hold us back. Uh, the LP that the song was called from. It's uh, it's based on uh, Black Steel and the Hour of Chaos, um, which uh, was on the LP and a single from. Uh, uh, actually, I think the single was released in '89, and the album was released in '87. So that gives you a little bit of a history of that of that uh, tricky track. And uh, as they say, me like it. That's a good one, is that? Um, and before that, we heard ex-Waterboy Carl Wallinger with uh, his band uh, World Party from um, Goodbye Jumbo, which was uh, the second uh, the second record of their five uh, record career uh, that ended with Dumbing Up in in the year 2000, and that was a single. And uh, an album track, of course, uh, called uh, Way Down Now, 
wanted to let you know about some new releases that we're going to be hearing. There's a, a teaser track for the new uh, The Rifles uh, record. We're going to hear a song called uh, Wall Around Your Heart. Uh, brand new stuff, uh, fresh, uh, fresh as they say, uh, that's with a PH, uh, from Periscope. Uh, and he's got a wonderful uh, new track, which is a cover version, which is not included on the, uh, the, the brace of cover versions. So effectively today, there's going to be three cover versions. Now I'll draw a breath. So that's uh, that's something to look forward to. Uh, you're going to hear some charlatans. You're going to hear some new order. Um, and I'm very excited to, to be sharing another new release. Uh, Teenage Fan Club, a new record uh, on Merge, uh, which you can order uh, straight from the band. Uh, and I'll put links up on the site, as I always do. So uh, you've got that to look forward to. And, of course, the Martin Stevenson uh, interview and some tracks uh, from him at the end of the programme. And you can also expect to hear during the course of the next two and a half hours or so uh, you can hear some Fiction Factory this is a request, that's a good one that one from the past, uh, Trash Can Sinatra's um, we're going to hear some Ride, we're going to hear some uh, some Liz Fraser uh, amongst lots of other things and, and the, uh, the, the hat trick today is going to be a jingly jangly American girl power estrogen pop uh, affair uh, featuring uh, Velocity Girl Veruca Salt and uh, the pains of being pure at heart. Uh, all three top, top uh, US outfits. Uh, what can you hear next? Uh, we're going to hear some new order. And uh, before I get into uh, clicking that, uh, that mouse, I'm going to uh, remind you of the social media offerings that we have here on the programme. You can email me always at uh, nearperfectpitch at gmail.com. And I'll be getting to a couple of requests uh, later in the programme. Uh, you can also, if you are uh, adept at following, you can uh, you can log in to uh, the Vimeo, Tumblr, uh, Mixcloud, and uh, Soundcloud accounts through uh, Near Perfect Pitch, all one word as the page name. Twitter is Near Perfect Pitch, as is Snapchat, and Instagram is at Near Perfect Pitch, and the website is being built. And that's just my uh, way of saying I've not lifted a finger to do anything in that department quite yet, but I will. So uh, the very fact that you're listening to the programme is a very good sign indeed. However, uh, I uh, am urging and asking anyone that listens to the programme to spread the word. It's, uh, it's gaining momentum. Uh, it's certainly a big help uh, being on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, Blurberry's a great platform, as is Stitcher and TuneIn, where I am as well. But I encourage you to always visit uh, the, uh, the page on Podbean uh, for, for the main reason that it's the place where I can get into real hyper detail and, uh, and take a great deal of time, actually, truth be told, to, to to compile all the all the show notes, so you'll hear all you know. So you'll uh, be able to read and see all the tracks and sequence and who they were and all that stuff. Uh, and if I do have more time, I might even get more uh, precious and OCD about it and start adding release dates. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how that unfolds. So anyway, uh, the Podbean site uh, is 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 the place to go, and that is nearperfectpitch.podbean.com. That's an awful lot of talking. Here's new order.
Center from 1994's uh, long player stacked up on Ultimate Records uh, through A&M if uh, you're outside the UK. Uh, and that's States of Mind. Um, they're now defunct uh, as of, um, goodness knows, when was their last record? It was released in uh, 2009. That's when How, How to Do Battle came out. Uh, and before we heard uh, the Sensor track, which could have rudely awoken you from any kind of restful state, um, we heard uh, the extended 12-inch remix of Restless uh, by that Manchester outfit who sold a few records called New Order. Uh, and that is from their uh, their latest uh, long player called Music Complete, which was rec- uh, released rather at the end of last year. So I think we're up to date. We've heard thus far some, uh, some World Party, some Tricky, uh, some... Uh, uh, new order and some centre. If you in the in the background can hear um, 
some youngsters. I think there's a there's an open house here at the, at the radio station, and uh, there's some residual noise. So I'm not I'm not broadcasting and recording in a crash. I'm actually in the studio, but. I can hear the noise, and uh, if I can, it probably means you can as well. Um, I'm going to hear something by Chingford's The Rifles. Now, they've been around for, for, for quite a long time. They've, uh, they've got uh, four long players under their belt, uh, about ten singles, and their latest record is, uh, is Big Life. You can order Big Life from their website, uh, which uh, I'm going to give you the notes for visit nearperfectpitch.podbean.com and you'll always be in the loop uh, very simple to remember uh, it's uh, therifles.me.uk and you can order the uh, the record in its entirety there in, 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 in various formats with various bundles, packages and all that all that nonsense you know the score don't you um, so we're going to hear something uh, a teaser track called Wall Around Your Heart that's coming up next and after that uh, we've got a dedication uh, uh, for Gordon and don't forget Near Perfect Pitch at gmail.com
18-wheeler from 1995's Four Manka uh, album. And uh, that's on Creation Records. Uh, Four Manka is 18-wheeler's uh, second of uh, their three records. And uh, they're part of that wonderful Glaswegian Scottish stable of acts and uh, the amount of uh, quality musical acts that Scotland chuck out per capita is just unbelievable and in keeping with that uh, there is 18 wheeler for you and um, before that what did we hear I have to rack my memory uh, yeah we heard the rifles didn't we yeah from uh, from their new forthcoming long player we heard um, war around your heart so visit uh, uh, therifles.me.uk and order yourself a copy of uh, their brand new forthcoming fifth lp next we've got a uh, quick fire brace with a hurricane theme of sorts Stars 
marvellous stuff, that that's uh, Hurricane uh, number one. And uh, that's a request for, for Ruth. Thank you, love, for emailing. Uh, and she's somewhere in New York State. Big stage, could be any number of places. Uh, so that does, uh, again, I do like to prove that, that requests do work, i.e. I do read my email. And before we heard... Um, Step Into My World by Hurricane Number 1, we heard um, Hurricane by Warm Jets from their only uh, long player uh, from 1997 on Quicksilver Records. Uh, the long player is called Future Signs, and that, as I mentioned, is a song called Hurricane. Hence the tenuous cop-out segue for the quickfire brace there. And uh, in case you didn't know, um, Hurricane Number 1 have not disappeared. They actually have a new record uh, uh, released uh, a couple of months ago called Melodic Rainbows, and I'll be playing stuff from that in the... Uh, in shows to come. What can you expect to hear next? Well, you're going to hear a new release. Um, Periscope, uh, he emailed me his new single yesterday, and it's not easy doing a cover version of uh, Booker T and the MGs. But he's done a sterling job. All right, all right. Go for it, go for it.
Well, that's the Stormer from 1995. I unwittingly played... Uh, a few tracks from 95 just seems to be a subliminal theme for this uh, this particular program that's spiritualized from uh, uh, the record released that year called uh, pure phase uh, also a single that's medication uh, all eight uh, minutes and 16 seconds of it there's even a bit of a uh, jethro toll panpipey stuff going on there towards the end if you listen really carefully um before that we heard our uh, obligatory four uh, track and this week the uh, the full track was uh, from uh, an LP called Are You a Missing Winner? And that's on Cog Sinister Records. And uh, we heard a track called Bourgeois Town. Not a week goes by without a full track. And that's from uh, that's from 2001. You can probably hear me clunking around with the CD uh, in the background there. Um, it's, uh, it's time for this. Well, that racket signifies that it's uh, it's tinterweb time, and uh, it's uh, it's a chance for me to share with you a website of the week, if you like. And uh, this week, um, it's not something I stumbled upon; it's something I again uh, received in my inbox, and I was very excited to receive it, but also disappointed that I couldn't uh, take advantage of it. Um, you've all heard of the the. Well, uh, it's the thirtieth anniversary of uh, of Infected, which is. Uh, Another one of those uh, landmarks that really makes you feel old. Infected, uh, released 30 years ago. And uh, if you're lucky enough to live in the London vicinity at the ICA, there's going to be three nights uh, of of the movie screening, which hasn't been seen for an eternity. Um, So you can either book your tickets for uh, the 2nd, 3rd or the 4th of September. Uh, And Matt Johnson will be there. And uh, so will Tom Wilcox from the ICA. And uh, the the author Neil Fraser, who's writing the uh, the biography of the, the all three are there, going to be doing a Q and A, lots of uh, nice back and forth sort of audience uh, participations, Q and As, all that stuff. Should be a lot of fun. So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to put up all the links uh, for anyone who's in that uh, vicinity or needs reminding of the fact. Uh, so that's going to be chucked up on the show notes. And uh, just uh, to let you know, the movie it hasn't been screened publicly for almost 30 years, and it's. Uh, it's the third of three screenings on consecutive nights. He's just reading the notes here. Uh, so Matt, Matt, uh, Matt's involved, obviously, and so is Tim Pope, who directed three of the videos which uh, which emanated from from uh, the, the LP. Uh, and the movie discusses the creative process and the making of this unique film with, uh, as I mentioned, Tom Wilcox from the ICA itself. So in celebration of that, here's this. Sound 
see, I didn't want to be with any people I know. But God knows I didn't want to be alone. I thought if I acted like someone else, I'd feel more comfortable with myself. So I shower down, left my little room, jumped in my projection from a sturdy well. Feeling strong, mouth and weak will. When I ran to the cure for my ears. Don't tell me what your name is. I want your body, not your mind. I want a feeling worth being for before I say goodbye. As I was talking, I could look her in the eyes. I just kept wondering how many men. Between her thighs, there'll be no sleep till the morning. There'll be no lullabies, cause the devil's borrowed my clothes just for tonight. Oh, my adrenaline was curling like cream as I was being led. The noise of some drunken jazz band Through a stench of disinfectant that Infected my head Through the darkness of a corridor Into a stranger's bed Well, I didn't want to hurt your feelings, honey But I couldn't suppress my own I had to pull myself out of this nosedive By proving something to myself
12 inch mix of Feels Like Heaven by Fiction Factory 1984. My goodness me. Um, and that actually was a top 10, uh, top 10 single in its day. And before that, uh, celebrating the 30th anniversary of The Thus um, Infected, we heard Out of the Blue Into the Fire. And don't forget to check the uh, show notes at nearperfectpitch.podbean.com to uh, get all the links to, uh, if you're lucky enough, be able to, to book your ticket and take it all in uh, at the beginning of September. Um, 
Coming up next, the request, uh, request, a request rather for uh, some uh, the charlatans, and I will gladly, uh, gladly get to that uh, in a couple of minutes. Um, I hope you're enjoying uh, the show thus far. I neglected to uh, provide detail for a dedication earlier on. Uh, the sixth song I played, um, which was the 18-wheeler track, uh, Steel Guitars, that's, uh, that's for Gordon Keane, who I, uh, I think may well be listening. Uh, if not, uh, I'll make him well aware, so he'll have to listen at a, a later date. Um, coming up, as I mentioned, we've got the charlatans, but I'm also trying to squeak in on top of our uh, power girl American jingly jangly guitar pop uh, hat trick. Uh, we've got some new material from Teenage Fan Club, which I'm absolutely thrilled to share with you. We're going to hear some poo sticks, going to hear some powder, and we're also going to hear uh, some trash can sinatras. Uh, but before we do all of that, we're not going to 1995, we're going to 1994 uh, to hear the debut single by Marion on Rough Trade Records. I'm 
from 1994. That is uh, Veruca Salt, named after the, the character from the Willy Wonka books, etc. Uh, on Minty Fresh Records from the, uh, the LP American Thighs. And that's a single as well called Seether. Now, prior to that was the, the song Sandwiched betwixt the other two of the hat trick and uh, that song that we heard was uh, by the pains of being pure at heart and uh, that particular track is called Belong and uh, not really a girl band in fact not a girl band by any stretch of the imagination um, uh, Kip's vocals are quite uh, quite fey and, and, and high pitched and uh, do have touring members in the likes of, of, of Peg, Peggy Wang and uh, Who's the other one? I'm trying to remember her name. Jen Goma, uh, who are uh, female members of the band, so it qualifies. No, Jingly Jangly, Shoegazy, American uh, guitar pop. Very, very good stuff. And if you've not uh, uh, delved into the back catalogue of The Pains of Being Pure at Heart, I highly recommend doing so. Um, my goodness, there's a lot of noise going on here. So, honestly, it sounds like I'm babysitting. I can assure you that I'm not. Um, I've lost my train of thought. So what did we do before we heard that? We heard Velocity Girl, didn't we? Velocity Girl um, on Sub Pop Records from the uh, My Forgotten Favourite Crazy Town uh, uh, release in 1994 as well, I think that one is. I'm just going to actually grab the CD case, do a little bit of cheating. Um, of course, it's not very forthcoming. There's uh, absolutely zero information on it. Anyway, that was our, uh, our hat trick. And it's kind of segued in, in there for uh, a request uh, by Kelly for, for the Charlatans from, from their latest record. Uh, that's uh, a track called uh, Come Home Baby. And uh, uh, she's actually local. She's, she's a local, local lass. Uh, and she's, she's from Ottawa. Coming up next, uh, some new material from Teenage Fan Club from uh, their new record, which is going to be released in, uh, in September, called Here. Uh, I'm going to be playing a track from that momentarily and putting the links on uh, the Podbean page so that you can uh, click through. And uh, if you live in North America, there's one link. If you live in, uh, in the rest of the world, there's another link for you to get your hands on the record. Uh, we're going to be hearing a song uh, by TFC called uh, Hold On. After that, uh, who knows, maybe we'll get some Lars and some, uh, some telescopes. Uh, and uh, don't forget, towards the end of the programme, uh, a wonderful little interview with Martin Stevenson. All we need Sinful 
the bus and shout. Get on the bus, get out. Get out of Dodger. Unmistakably the Lars. That's for Mike Reagan in Liverpool. Bless you, sir, and thanks for being uh, a mate. Um, I'm going to fill you in on what we have been listening to as I look up the clock here, about an hour and 50 minutes in, which is uh, more than halfway through the programme for episode 15. We just heard, of course, the Lars. Before that, we heard some brand new stonking stuff from, uh, from Teenage Fan Club. Very happy to play that. Uh, somehow got my hands uh, on, on a copy of the, the record prior to its release date. Uh, uh, when is it coming out? In four weeks. Four weeks. They're touring as well. The only Canadian date is uh, typically in Toronto. I believe it's at Lee's Palace. Uh, so get your tickets there if you're a Canadian listener. And there's a, there's a, a British tour as well. And I'm sure that they will uh, add a load more dates uh, after the record has been released. So that was Teenage Fan Club, and uh, before that we heard uh, the triple uh, hat trick there, American set there, and I did I did uh, neglect to mention one thing which I thought was quite interesting, and, and, and really I hadn't been paying attention myself, and uh, just got re-reminded of the fact after doing a little bit of reading, but the the record, the, the LP that uh, belong, uh, belongs to, which is indeed called Belong, um, was produced by Flood. So if you were uh, marvelling at some of the... Uh, uh, the oral sculptures uh, being crafted there by the guitars. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Flood was responsible for uh, a great deal of that sound because the album, uh, from from beginning to end, is uh, is beautifully produced. And I just hadn't uh, re-reminded myself of the fact that it was Flood. There you go. So you've learned something. Um, the telescopes. They're still around, and this is a new record by them.
making is the lessons learning to everywhere around the world now they're turning on to Crystal blue Every boy and every girl will soon be Doing their best To get to Sticks uh, from uh, the record entitled Million Seller on Zoo Entertainment Records from 1993, and that's also a single called The World Is Turning On. All one minute and 48 seconds of it. Hope you enjoyed that one. And uh, prior to that, we heard something from uh, The Telescope's latest release from late last year called The Hidden Fields. Uh, we heard a particular track called uh, You Know the Way, and uh, before that, we heard The Lars. So we went poppy. We went Noisecape, and then we went Poppy. Now we're going all cover version-y. Uh, I, w- I did mention earlier on that I was going to be playing a, a brace of, uh, of cover versions. Um, being that we've already done uh, Green Onions, courtesy of, of, of Periscope, I'm just going to play the one, and I'll bump the one I was going to play in addition to this one to, uh, to episode 16 next week. I think you'll enjoy this one, though. It's, uh, it's hard to find. Uh, and it's uh, it's quite nifty, and it goes like this.
that is Ride, doing Blondie. And uh, the female vocals there are provided by Alex Taylor uh, from uh, Motorcycle Boy. Um, Motorcycle Boy uh, were created by Alex Taylor after she left uh, the shop assistants. Uh, she's from uh, um, East, uh, East Kilbride. And uh, during a tour, uh, they were uh, gigging with, uh, with Ride. And in 1989, just before Christmas, they, uh, they recorded, uh, actually they performed a load of uh, Blondie covers at uh, the Jericho Tavern in Oxford. And uh, uh, someone recorded it, and uh, the cassette was re- later reissued uh, as a collectible. And then uh, two, three years later on uh, Fierce Records, uh, a seven-inch version, which is the one I have, uh, um, was released. Uh, it's very hard to find, but uh, you can find it. There is nothing that cannot be found. So that was a very interesting cover, methinks. Um, and uh, I've got a pretty good one for next week as well. Um, it's time now, before we get into... Uh, uh, something by Powder. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, uh, the latest nomination in uh, the Gits series, the Get In The Sea series. I'm not playing the waves in the background, frankly, because I can't be bothered at the moment. But um, I think the only institution really that can outdo FIFA in terms of out-and-out twattery is the IOC, the International Olympic Committee. Um, I mean, the Olympics have been made, uh, made farcical by virtue of... Uh, uh, professionals being allowed to play the sport as of 1986 and uh, culminating with that uh, nonsense of the American dream team basketball team that uh, was like me playing against kids in, on, on, on Fisher-Price uh, court and slam dunking ridiculousness. Um, and, and then you've got sports such as beach volleyball, rhythmic gymnastics, synchronised swimming and proposed introduction of karate, skateboarding, sports climbing, surfing and basketball. Uh, sorry, baseball, softball. Uh, a real-world sport is baseball. Um, just mind-blowing that, that uh, you're talking about a country that's just hosted the World Cup, isn't even close to paying off a fraction of it. You've got, uh, you've got countless hundreds of thousands of people living in, in, in poverty within spitting distance of all the events in the, in the favelas. You've got water, uh, water issues in terms of its, uh, its sanitary aspects. You've got uh, just cataclysmic infrastructural public transport and uh, administrative nightmares. And the facade that thus far after two days the TV are presenting, fair play to them. That they're, they're making it look like a, a finely tuned machine. But I, I'm fairly convinced we're going to hear of some atrocities and some ridiculousness as every day goes by uh, with the Olympics. And I'm lobbying for... Uh, full contact underwater chess to be added to to the roster. So I put in my application, and I think it's as valid as uh, two or three of the ones that I've just mentioned to you. Anyway, that's my rant. So uh, getting the C this week is the entire IOC. I'm yet undecided as uh, which C we should uh, chuck them into. Let me think about that, uh, and I'll play you a song while I'm uh, pondering which body of water to chuck them in.
I unwittingly played another song there from 1995. Uh, that's Powder, and that is uh, Deep Ride. That's their third single on uh, Parkway Records. And they only had one record in uh, 97, one full-length uh, MCM XCV, if you know your Latin uh, for, for dates. Um, uh, she's married, uh, is the lead singer, uh, Pearl. She's married to uh, Danny Goffey, uh, drummer from Supergrass. An absolutely useless tidbit of information for you. So we are fast, fast reaching uh, the part of the programme where I uh, feature the interview of the week. And as I've mentioned on a couple of occasions uh, during the show, uh, very, very happy to uh, be uh, sharing with you uh, the fruits of a nice chat I had with Martin Stevenson as he was... Uh, towards the end of his trip back to uh, where he lives currently in uh, in Scotland, in, in, in the Highlands, uh, after having uh, just visited Newcastle, uh, his home, where I used to see him uh, pottering about Northumberland Street and all over the place. Um, so I do, uh, I do hope you enjoy that. In fact, I know you will. That is forthcoming. I uh, wanted to play a song. Uh, actually, I've been listening to a lot of Cocteau Twins lately and uh, listening to them to death, to be frank. Uh, and Liz Fraser, of course, uh, the, the lyricist, uh, lead vocals. Um, Liz hasn't uh, been exactly prolific since uh, the Cocteau Twins, uh, since Cocteau Twins, there's no the there. It was easy to fall into that trap, isn't it? Stop recording after they stop recording. She's really uh, only uh, recorded uh, on her own, but doesn't really count really, uh, as this mortal coil, and that was uh, during the early 80s. Uh, for the work that was uh, chucked out on uh, 4AD Records. She did record uh, a record which subsequently was not released uh, a full length on uh, Blanco y Negro Records called Underwater. Uh, and the, the last thing that she's recorded uh, was uh, in 2009. It was uh, the Moses single on Rough Trade Records. Uh, and uh, I think that's actually still available because it was a digital download as well. Um, I'm going to be playing uh, a remix of, of the title track, Moses. After that, I will be uh, playing some Trash Can Sinatras, and then we'll be getting into some, uh, some wonderful uh, Martin Stevenson and his dainties. Yeah. 
Trashcan Sinatra's That's Blood Rush and uh, that's on Go Discs from 1993's um, what's it called? I've Seen Everything of course it is yeah bit of a memory a bit of a memory uh, uh, blip there uh, and that was a song called Blood Rush great band Trashcan Sinatra still going still touring do check them out I'll be playing them uh, you know, on occasion, I think I've already played uh, two or three tracks in, in, in previous uh, incarnations of, of, of the podcast. Um, now it is time for the Martin Stevenson section of the programme. Martin, uh, he started his uh, his career recording in, uh, well, well before. He's been doing a lot of work before 82, but he first uh, saw light of day in terms of a record being released in 1982 on on local, uh, local label Kitchenware Records. Uh, where the likes of uh, Prefab Sprout and, and, and others were housed. Um, two, two of the most critically acclaimed records of Martin Stevenson's are A Boat to Bolivia, uh, Gladsome Humour and Blue, which were the first two records uh, to be followed by with his incarnation of the band and the Dainties, uh, Salutation Road, The Boy's Heart, There Comes a Time, which is a compilation. Uh, then a live record came out in, uh, in uh, early 2001, uh, then it was followed by Western Eagle. Then a uh, town and country club uh, gig in Camden was uh, was put to press in 2011. California Star was released as a free record, so I suggest you go and hunt that down if you want a, a nice introduction to, to Martin Stevenson. And uh, Haunted Highway uh, from 2015 is the latest and greatest. Uh, Martin's going to be in uh, embarking on a... Um, rather large UK tour to support uh, the 30th anniversary of Boat to Bolivia, the first record, uh, and that is similarly going to be uh, uh, re-recorded uh, and released as essentially volume two of Boat to Bolivia, uh, revisited and reinterpreted, retooled and repurposed uh, for 30 years later for today. So I'm going to be playing uh, a couple of Martin Stevenson songs. I'll have a brief chit-chat. Then there'll be the interview, and I'll uh, I'll be back for one last song. I can see my eyes are open. I can see that you can.
from 1990s Salutation Road. That's the title track. Uh, Martin Stevenson and the Dainties. And uh, prior to that, we heard from 1988's Gladsome Humour and Blue, uh, the album prior to uh, Salutation Road on London Records. We heard a track, and one of my favourites, I Can See. Um, stay tuned because we're going to be getting right into the interview. Um, I hope to goodness that uh, at the end of the interview you've learned an awful lot and uh, I was just absolutely blown away by the, the humility and the, and the love of the man and uh, on a handful of occasions I've chatted with him in my uh, in my checkered past bumping into him and uh, he's always had uh, time for me and has time for everybody he doesn't have fans he has friends he's just a rarity in the business and a, a diamond of a human being and I'm very glad to be sharing uh, the chat I had with him earlier uh, this week with you uh, right now so uh, enjoy and I shall be back very very soon hello hello there is this Martin George Stevenson it is hello Gareth uh, how are you doing sir Oh my goodness me, you're not driving, are you? Yeah, I'm driving towards um, Ayr at the moment, actually. I've just had a really mental week of being moving houses. Oh, for goodness sake. Well, well, I can always call you back, Martin, if that's... No, con- I'm sorry, Gary, let's do it now and get it done, because, uh, <laughs> yeah, I found, I found it part of this, so that's cool. Great. How are you doing, Tom? Oh, we're all right, thanks very much. Yeah, very, very good, and uh, just delighted to be talking with you, and, and uh, happy birthday to you. Thank you very much, Dara. That's very kind of you. Are you, uh, so are you, you said you're in transit, so, so where, where are you between? You're between, between dwellings? Are you moving, moving stuff up to Scotland? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've been living in the Highlands 20 years. Yeah. I was sharing the rent on a little place in the north of England because I was working there a lot, but I just gave that up. I was just a shared rent, and, uh, so I had a bit of stuff down there, so I just did a trip to get the gear, but it wasn't like a heavy thing you know but uh, I've just had a lot on I would say I had an American artist over called Daniel Howell so I was kind of keeping an eye on her as well yeah manager. so it's just been a bit of a week <laughs> well, it's been a busy week you've been you've been hauling stuff up and down you've, you've had a guest you've uh, yeah. you've had a birthday so gigs as well so yeah and you're touring as well so 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 um, let me ask you this uh you're going up to Scotland now are you going to? I'm in Scotland now. Yeah, so you're going to you're going to be you're going to be home soon, I would hope. So are you no, going to? No, I, I am home now. I'm just uh, I'm, I'm up at home now. Lovely, lovely. So I've I've I'm quite familiar with the northeast. I've uh, my sister was born there. My dad used to teach there. I lived there for a long old while, and I used to bump into oh, you. I used to bump into you on occasion, uh, and you know say say the odd little hello and things like that, and. Uh, uh, it's lovely to be talking to you all these years later because that was during the days of, uh, well, boat to Bolivia, kitchenware, gladsome, oh, yeah. gladsome humour and blue, and yes. um, a, a very, a very good way to get an introduction to you, of course. But since then, you've released, uh, goodness knows, the best part of thirty-five, thirty-eight records since since then. <laughs> so, as as a Martin Stevenson fan. Um, it's it's quite hard to keep up, but you've done a really good job of 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 making your material available and engaging your fan base, ostensibly through the webpage and Bandcamp. And uh, I'd, I tip I tip my hat to you because I don't think there are many artists who are using Bandcamp as well as you are. Yeah, it's a facility at the end of the day. I mean, they take the cut, but they provide a good 
kind of house to put your back in if you've just got one or two out. It's quite a good little facility, you know, for people. I think people who are in the downloads enjoy it. You know, it's yes. easy to get different formats and stuff. You can put your artwork up there and stuff. So I don't use it to its full potential because I'm, it's got a lot more facilities like merchandise and stuff where I just I couldn't be bothered to go through all that. But it's good for albums. Oh, it's fantastic for albums. It's also great that you can put all the all the lossless formats on there so people who really want the, the lossless format as opposed to a compressed format can, can get, get the real deal. Um, yes. Yeah, so you've done you've done a really good job over social media in terms of engaging a fan base because after the critical acclaim, of course, of of, of the first handful of records, um, yes. you very much made a concerted effort to to go out on your own and yes. and, and become your own machine in terms of marketing, etc. So, I mean, yeah. that that was a long old while ago, and it was it was it was a long time before uh, what you probably deem a trend. Uh, yeah. it, it happens more often than not now for, for, for purely fiscal reasons more than anything else. Yes. Uh, is, is that what you recognised back then? Was it, I, I know you want, as an artist, to have control from everything over the aesthetic to, to the your producer, your post-production, the, the art and all that stuff, but what, what, yeah. what was the driving force behind you to do it a long time before most anyone else? Well, what happened was um, there was a girl called Jane Cooper. Yeah. And she, funny enough, like the Danes did, did our kind of last tour in 92 when I kind of folded the band for a while. And because uh, I went off grid, you know, I did some solo work and all that. And uh, yes. our last tour was in 92, and Jane Cooper was a student in um, Aberdeen at the time. And so she went through a trauma, which I wouldn't want to go into, but she went into a trauma. And uh, she was recovering from a trauma, and it was her first night out after recovering from a trauma, and she just happened to see the Danies, it was a complete chance. <laughs> and so it made an impression on her, she remembers starting to get well after that, and she always had a special bond with the Danies. But we were kind of off-grid after that, and disappeared, and then she started trying to track us, and it was in the end of the 90s when e-groups were starting. Yes. And she formed an e-group, which it first started with three people, then it went to six, then it went to 30, then... 50. When I got about 50, she managed to track me down. She said, look, there's, there's a really magic thing happening here. There's a guy in Russia, there's a guy in Worcester. It's really <laughs> exciting. This is pre-MySpace, you know? Yes. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, my perception where I'm at at the minute is totally anti-industry. Uh, if you imagine the psychology of uh, uh, how it used to be, you'd have the Colonel Parker with Elvis. You know, Elvis yeah. is the Denny God, the Colonel Parker is the devil, <laughs> and the flock is the audience. So they farm their flock. So what we're going to do is, I'm going to give up being a demigod because I'm not even a fucking demigod anyway. Uh, <laughs> we don't have the devil because we don't have the manager. And the flock is the e-group. I'm going to join the flock. So we're going to become like a mini factory and we're going to work together. My art is just literally an asset that I share with the group. So yeah. I happen to have this. So it started with an album called The Lilac Tree and I've Submitted that to the group, become a member of the group. That's like giving up the power and becoming part of the group rather than the demigod. So it was a spiritual practice, and uh, it was very unique with the the consciousness of it. You know, we were it wasn't Marillion trying to make money out of their fans in, in a clever way. The only other people that did that at that time was uh, Fish. You know, at the same time, slightly after I think. That's right. But uh, the concept was definitely a cosmic move of like giving up power and becoming 
more. It was like, it was like a, a communistic type, a spiritual communistic approach. Yeah, it was. It's a holistic communism. It's, it's very cool. Holistic communism. That's a good one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so everybody funded. We did the crowdfunding thing, but in a really nice way, not the way Chris Dividal charge you £500 to have breakfast with him. I mean, who the fuck wants breakfast with Breakfast for Chris Diffitt, you know. Oh, for goodness sake. He 500 quid, never mind we pay him, you know. <laughs> that, I hate that side of crowdfunding, you know. Come and stand on the stage, we'll take 300 pounds. Fuck off, you know. Let the people come on the stage anyway, you know, and treat them like what they are anyway, which is the same level as you, you demigods, you know. So I was at the all of that shit, and um, we had a successful little album called The Lilac Tree, and we all funded it. And what I did was that. Uh, the song at the end of the album with everybody's name who supported the. We yeah. all bought a copy. I bought a copy as well. Yes. And, uh, it's quite. How we did it. Well, it's an unheralded thing that, that you did, and there have been people who have concertedly tried to copy that, but you've always had a very organic relationship with, with your audience in that you've yes. never. Martin Stevenson, as I, as I said, you know, I'd be walking down Northumberland Street and I'd bump into you, and, yes. and, and you'd have the time of day for me. Uh, Absolutely, Darren, because the awareness is that we're brothers. You yes. Know, we're fucking, you know, I'm an entertainer, I play music, okay, and that's nice, but fucking hell, you know, you do things that I can't do, and we're brothers. And anybody who wants to sit in a dressing room with champagne and the right shit sandwiches is missing the point. Oh, you're absolutely you know, right. It's about connection, you know, and giving up power and sharing power, you know. Well, as I say, you, you, you've been. You've been uh, an organic flag flyer of of this kind of movement, and um, do, do you feel do you feel uh, still detached from the industry? The way obviously it's a broken machine, we know that it's it's a broken yeah. machine ba based on greed. But do you feel yeah. further and further uh, disassociated with it? And when you when you bump into other artists, are you trying to preach this gospel as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I spend I tell you what, I spend a lot of time doing giving affirmation. To brothers and sisters who haven't had the support don't feel like they have the worth because yeah. they haven't done this or they haven't sold this many records and all that you know yeah it's getting better now because i think everybody's been a bit customized they've had the 15 minutes through facebook and myspace or whatever but i did spend a lot of time giving people affirmations saying hey man you're all right you know so fuck you know if he sold 50,000, you've sold two two copies so what you're still valid if you're being creative that's the highest currency it, it well it's it's high praise it's high praise indeed in it and it's and it's also you know examining the, the, the motivations for for creating art uh, if you're creating art for the sole purpose to make money uh, well then we all know how that turns out don't we yes we do yes so you, you've, you've used the vernacular like spiritual affirmation and You've always come across to me as I've, as I've sat in the audience and seen you, you know, numerous times over the years, not just as an approachable chap and, and, and a very well-read, independently well-read uh, chap who, who's got independent thought and very intelligent, but into, on a spiritual plane, you've always uh, evoked that kind of emotion to me without ramming it down my throat under the guise of religion. Yes, I hope, oh God, I mean, religion is just a cage for spirituality to me. You know, spirituality is joy and it's light and it's easy. It's not miserable. It's, it's like as they were punishing people and suffering and going to hell. Or, that's for religion. You know, that's a lower level cage for spirit. Spirit is it's free. You look at the Dalai Lama. I mean, I'm not a Buddhist, but you look at the Dalai Lama and he's laughing his way all the way to 
But in the morning, you know, he's, he's having the ball. He's not suffering. He's not feet, not suffering. Or, no, he's not chained. He's not chained down. He's not chained down by our societal, well, bullshit yeah. essentially. So, if 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 I were to ask you, um, and, I, and I know I, I can't hold you to task on this because it, it's a label, but there are many many different religions. The crux of, of, of most, well, most most religions are the same. I mean, if, if you really want to whittle it down, it, essentially, don't be a bastard. Is it, essentially the uh, <laughs> is essentially you know the, the, the mantra, but. It's been bastardized over over generations and centuries, what have you. But if, if you were to endorse something, someone said, "Martin, you've got to be, you, you've you've got to have a, have a label." What what's the religion that you're most that you most have an affinity with, perhaps? Well, kindness. You know, I'm not really into karma and all the punishment and all this. You know. Yes. I think it's a again, it's a it's a tool for the physical level. I call it the university. It's 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 an educational system. It's very complex. It's it's illusory. It's ancient. Uh, it has every kind of deviance you can imagine, and it's you know created every kind with technology. But to me, it's like a university. It's it's a it's a transitional phase. Uh, the Indians would have called it the good red road. Yes. But it, it's not, I don't want to be hanging around here for the rest of the fucking evolution. I, like I, you know, I believe in light and I believe in kindness. You know. Uh, I believe in a celestial, the physical being. I believe my body's a vehicle for my celestial, my consciousness. My brain is a house for a hard drive. I don't believe that's where my soul is. I believe my soul's within my heart. Out of my heart, it's expanded. I believe in consciousness. You know, yes. if, I, if someone told me that the possibility of not joining a collective consciousness, I wouldn't want to live. To me, the, the best place is collective consciousness and expanding the consciousness and joining the, the big consciousness, you know, and uh, guiding my body like a master puppeteer in collective consciousness. Listen, listening to you is is beyond refreshing. I, I'm not a sycophant, Martin. If I dis, if I did disagree with you, I, I would I would say so. But I, so. I, I feel yes, yeah. But I feel I feel I, I feel very much the same way in, in that. When when people ask me after having religion rammed down my throat in a familial uh, capacity and and at, and at grammar school as well, um, yes. left a bad taste in my mouth. And essentially, everything that you're saying is just you know is a part of my journey as well. Whereby I just absolutely we're a similar generation. Yeah, I would I would hope so. It's relevant. We're all can teach each other because we're fellow travellers and we've witnessed similarities and. That's it. That's it. And he used the word. He used the word traveler, which is I'm just going to sort of extrapolate that and say, you know, I'm. If anyone was to ask me, God forbid, I'm not vocal about it, but if you do ask me, I'll, I'll, I'll proffer my opinion. But I, I just believe we're just visiting here, and you know, we're just visitors on this planet. We've got to leave it in a better state than than, than we found it. And, Absolutely. And uh, the journey continues. So that that's it's 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 uh, it's an added bonus that when you listen to an artist. That you can endorse them as a human being as well, and that sounds really quite uh, quite judgmental. But there are some artists whose music I will listen to quite and, and enjoy immensely. Yes, but I haven't yes. got I've not got a connection with them beyond that. Yes, uh, yes. And I, I don't believe for a second that you have in any way, shape, or form done this in a concerted capacity. It's been as natural and as organic 
Uh, your music is a direct reflection of you. And, and all the fans that, that I know that I've grown up with that are my generation, the, you know, the 40-somethings, the late to early 40-somethings and sometimes 50, 60-somethings, uh, that they all uh, endorse the music and they love the music. But it's, it's, to, to, to like your music... It's more than just that. It, it's an investment in you. And, and that, that must be a wonderful feeling to know that your fans aren't just people picking up merchandise. They're people who go a little bit further than that. Yeah, I mean, I would go further to say fans are friends. You know, I don't yeah. like the word fans. It's an old word. It's not right to use. We all you know, it's a word. Well, it means fanatic, and that's not true, is it really? Oh, right, yeah, got you. Um, <laughs> I have a joke with the only fans I've got they want you to buy in Macklin or, you know, <laughs> Radio Shack, you know. That's right, that's right. Oscillating <laughs> you know, fans. Yeah, we're friends and uh, we're all learning together. And what, what I've noticed at this age now, going to do little gigs and that, whether you play a little art centre somewhere or somebody's house or wherever. Yeah. The nice thing is, is I, mean, I get out there and hang out with people and chat, find out what's happening, how they're feeling and that. Because I'm interested, because that's why I got into it. Because I'm interested in them, and uh, it's wonderful. People just want to tell you where they were, what they were doing when they were in their twenties. Because the music is our shared thing. Yes. It reminds you of what you were doing. I mean, I'm the same. But you know, when I met Roddy Frere, he made a massive impression on me. And yeah. The Bluebells and lads my age that I met music. Because we're all out the council houses, you know. We just met each other on the road and. You remember each other as you. I was talking to Craig, Craig Gannon today on. Facebook. Oh, I, yeah, he's a friend of mine too. Yeah, yeah, top man. He's a lovely lad, and I remember Craig when he came to um, Keele University with his mum and dad, <laughs> and he just passed the audition for Aston Camera, and he was popping down at the show to see Roddy, and you know, and he was with his mum and dad. And I was starting to chat with his mum and dad, and, and Aston Camera was sound checking, and it was lovely. And I mentioned, I reminded them of that. It's things like that, you know. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I'm sure that you've just got an absolute litany of uh, of musician friends and, and these, uh, what, what other people deem as fans, I'm sure you've just got countless, countless people who are who remain in touch with you. And that must be a lovely thing for you. And There's a great currency out there, Darren. I know that you're aware. I can tell you aware. It's nothing I can really tell. I know that you understand it. There's a great currency out there, and I call it goodwill. Yes. It's a phenomenal currency. It's way beyond money. And you create goodwill and it's so precious you realize it's like trust, you know, you value it and you try to always nurture it, share it, and everybody, you know, you share goodwill with somebody, man, it's phenomenal. Well the net result is always positive and it's it's I, I, everything you say resonates with me and I'm so glad that I've I've caught you in one of these moments so that the listenership will be able to share this as well because of course, the listenership are, are going to be a, a healthy mix of people who have heard of you, who haven't heard of you, who or, or know a little bit about you. Either way, everyone's going to yes. benefit. Everyone's going to benefit from this. Um, yes. Let, let's talk about, if you don't mind, um, the, the, the revisitation of of uh, Boat to Bolivia. Yes. Um, now, I, I understand you're going to be recording that live to tape. Yes. Now, when's that going, going to be happening? It's done. It's uh, done. Okay. Yeah, we, we did it a little while back and it's because uh, it's the 30th anniversary and we wanted to show the band's take on the album now. That's it, put yeah. a double album out with the original and the, the now. It's amazing, actually. It sounds quite amazing. 
Did you record it to, as, as, as the note said, did you, did you record it to one inch tape and then, and then mix it on yeah, to quarter inch? That's right. Well, we, 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 we recorded the one inch tape, the majority of it, but then we had to like continue the process digitally. We had to convert it for like edit stuff like that. Yeah. It would, would have been on fucking years. <laughs> You've been there forever, wouldn't you? <laughs> Well, that's just, so. So that process. How long did did it take? Because I mean, um, to, to to revisit it first and foremost must have been a, must have been a wonderful thing. Because in some ways it must seem like the blink of an eye. In other ways, it must seem like an eternity when that record well, came out. The songs we have in the set, you know, like the red bottle and the water. Yeah. So the band know them pretty well. The kind of characters that have been around a long time to the band. There's maybe it's one or two that we haven't played a lot like Cam in the middle, so we just kind of have a run it. But you, you get to this age and we can all play and we've been around so long, you just say, oh yeah, try it in this key, this new voice might have been a bit <laughs> higher then or whatever. You just have a bit of fun and stay relaxed. Because the song's like, you know, it's a different take every time. You know, I, I could have recorded Boat of Bolivia the day after and it would have been slightly different. You know, it's like a game of football, you know, sometimes you perform differently. And, that's it. No, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely true. So um, you're happy, obviously, with the end result. Yeah, it's, it's sounding really good, actually. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, I mean, it's not like over the top. You know, it's uh, a couple of songs a little bit brighter. The vocals are really strong. Uh, and it's interesting. I mean, for me, it's interesting hearing what John Steele does because he. That's it, yeah. I thought he put some fantastic guitar on the first album, uh, like the solo and Colleen and Little Red Bottle and Running Water. Really, really great guitar player in there. Yes, yeah. It's, it's, uh, well, I'm anxious to hear the reinterpretations. Well, that's probably the wrong word, but yes. the, 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 the re-recorded version. Um, yeah. Now, now obviously, this, the, the national tour, you're going to be a busy, a busy chap uh, uh, for the last yes. quarter of the year, aren't you? Um, yes. is, is that going to carry through until the new year as well? I think hopefully we'll take some time off for the beginning. I was going to hope for your sake that you'd, be, that you'd have some time off, because it's quite an intense tour. It's, it's night after night after night. Yes, it should, it should be real. I mean, not compared to the old days. I remember we used to do 13 days back to back. <laughs> have the curry every night, and then the two managers say on the last night, should we have some Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do that now. Got to break with tradition, have some Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're a tremendously busy chap. So we, we t we've talked about uh, the, 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 the revisitation of the 30th anniversary of Boat, but uh, yes. Haunted Highways is, is the most recent work. Um, for, for the for the people who aren't overly familiar with with, with the record, um, wh where was it recorded and, and how long did it take? It was a collection of songs that I have at the time. You know, I might find the one that never got used for a past album. I just it's like getting a team together. Oh, that'll do. You'll do. Yeah, I'll have you <laughs> yes. forward. You know, wingers. It's like putting a football team. Together. What's the last one's the goalie or the drummer? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you <laughs> find your goalie. Your title tracks usually your goalie or your. Yes. Was doing a bit of teaching down there and stuff, and uh, realised it was a good drum studio. Not a big place, you know, but really good for recording drums. Engineers quite laid back. There, I booked three days in there, so like the, the clock's ticking, you know. So oh, yeah, you're on the meter. Like, right, okay, let's get my shit together. <laughs> and I took the drummer, who was our female drummer, she's called Kate Stevens, and she's not my relative, right? But 
Yes. She would stress that, you know. <laughs> yeah, she should make that abundantly clear, I'm sure. If we just set up a lovely little Gretsch drum kit, you know, put some great mics on it, use the main room, set Kate up, and then me and the guitarist, John Steele, we, I had a strap for the guitar, and we just DI'd it. The reason we did it went direct, so we didn't make any noise because we were going to record the drums. Yes. And uh, the, the guitarist, John Steele, went on bass direct as well so you couldn't hear the bass so we just had it in the headphones we were just sketching with them you know yeah and yeah. we had everything to click we had we recorded every we were just recording the drums with guide versions of my guitar and the bass and a guide vocal so we didn't make any noise and we just print the drums to a click track yeah we did the whole foundation of the album like that but then very quickly we did the we got all the drums and then we went back to the top of the album and redid all the bass and then redid all my rhythm guitars and then acoustic guitars and then John Steele did his lead guitars and we had a guide vocal obviously there. Then I did some better guide vocals. It's like building a house. It you know, is, it's like layer by layer. It's like Adobe Photoshop, layer by layer. Yeah, and then we put piano on one song, I think, maybe it's, uh, and then run out the door. <laughs> I was going to say three days, that's a lot of work. Got all of that done in three days. Oh, we did back and with a guy called Alex Smith, who was uh, Gypsy Dave Smith's brother. He's in a band called Moving Pictures in Australia. He's like, really good scene. Right. And then we got out of the studio. <laughs> 600 quid, got the hell out of there. Fantastic. And I didn't do anything for like six months. Then we shipped it all up on a USB stick to Airdrie. Yes. <laughs> studio in Airdrie. As you do, yeah. Friend of mine, Stuart McLeod, who I did the, the album Andrea and Western Eagle with, and uh, he brought it all in. And I went down there and did my vocals, did a little bit of acoustic guitar, uh, and then he went in the mix and he mixed it in about four days and mastered it. But he's a very, very good engineer. I was going to say, I know Stuart McLeod, I didn't realize you worked with him. That's fantastic. That's, that's an yeah. education for me. He's a, he's a mate, so I'm going to talk to him about that. That's great. Really rate him like he's he, the guy in Ed Airdrie has big root records. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a big, top man. Big, big fan of Stuart. Yeah, he's an excellent engineer. He's been number one, you know. He's what what you call your go-to guy, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. he's an excellent engineer. Great, great musician as well. Is it? Is it the same? Guitar and my tracks. Well, I always get to do guitar on one track. Nice. Is that sort of sort of a tradition that you have? Now, is it the same? Can the same be said for mixing and mastering for Mark? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you've got a good team around you. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's absolutely. that's that's the key. I mean, you surround yourself with very, very, very good people here, and also not just not just in terms of the product, but you know, you're culturally aligned with these people to be able to to, to get the feeling across. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. If you can get the right people, and you just know you know how to work together, it should be a pain. No, should, should be a joy. Now, now, are you um, you're, you're a very giving chap. Uh, but what what are you what are you listening to and buying lately, if anything? Are, are you uh, have you bought anything of late uh, that you've uh, well, particularly enamoured with? <laughs> I just picked up a little Ford Fiesta, <laughs> uh, two thousand and two. You know, I love it. It's like uh, it's got forty five thousand on the clock. I belong to an old carpenter around the corner from me, and I love the little car. And it's a Fiesta gear. It's just—it's got a little wood panelled dashboard, and it has a cassette player. In Fantastic! That's a, that's just like going back. And it's a gear too, so it's got a little bit of pep as well. 
Uh, and I've been pestering me mates, anybody who's got any cassettes, just put them in this bag, please. And uh, I've uh, my best, my favourite tape, it's got to be Bob Marley. I'm just listening to Bob Marley all the time. Brilliant. On, on Ferry Coxide. <laughs> That's oh, excellent. <laughs> Cruising he's around. Great Marley, man. He's right on He's a great artist. Oh, you, you can't you can't not have Bob Bob Marley's entire catalogue and, and listen to that every once in a while. It's uh, it's 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 a, it's a pretty grounding thing. I would imagine it's a little different in a 2002 Ford Fiesta gear with with all the road Sounds. noise, but it's, it'll have its own have its own romance have its own romance attached to that. Um, is there anyone all these years that you've been you've been you've been gigging and you've been playing and recording, meeting people? Is is there anyone that, that you'd like to work with that you haven't had the chance to yet? I never really thought about it actually, because yeah, I don't see it as a social climbing thing, you know. I mean, I oh, like, cracking! No, not not in those terms. Just pure, just pure, purely for your own interest. That's enjoyment. it. Yeah, I mean, I love. It. I mean, it would. Oh, I mean, I love Richie Havens. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's passed. I was going to say that that would be that would be Tim tricky. Buckley. Tim Buckley, I love Tim Buckley. A, a, any, anybody alive, you know? Yeah, um, but Tim Buckley. Yeah. But I, I, I get the drift. I mean, you, you're a songwriter, songwriter. That's for sure. I, I mean, I, I, I work with anybody. I, I like, you know, socially, you know, I love trying to encourage people. I mean, I still think like a table tennis player. I'm not really. I never saw myself. <laughs> <laughs> the music was the second thing, you know, it was the secondary thing. I was really at a table tennis when I was a kid when I came into the music, yeah, yeah, well, the so called music industry. I didn't think like that, I couldn't understand why everybody <laughs> was so competitive and they were trying to be famous and all this. I, I, I used to think, oh, this is terrible, you know. Yeah, it was it's completely against the grain, grain for you, I'm sure it was. Yeah. It must have been even, even on kitchenware, I mean, it's not. Not a massive label, but it's still it was still you know parented by a major label, and uh, you get you get the same kind of fallout and the same kind of same kind of nonsense, don't you? Well, I used to go in the office and there was a big bag of cassettes, and I'd say, "What's that?" And the manager would say, "Oh, it's just people who want to be on the label." I'd say, "Well, have you not listened to us?" Oh. He says, "Well, do you want do you want me to kick you off and put somebody else on?" I said, "I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like." Have you listened to us? Yeah, someone's oh, I fucking. I've got time to listen because I'm working for you. You fucking. It's like. Well, I'll take them all and I'll listen to Well, you'll be my guest, you know, it's like a miserable bastard, you know. Yeah. So I'd listen to loads of them and I'd say, well, have you heard this? It's fucking brilliant. And he'd say, I don't want to know, man, I've got me roster now. <laughs> and I'd say, oh, well, that's, that's a shame. And then I'd go to a pub, like, in the early 20s, and the barman wouldn't serve us, and then I'd realise he was in a band that couldn't get our kitchen where he was sort of angry with us, and I'd feel really He's bad. He's bl blaming you, like, blaming you yeah. for it. So it was like, there's lots of that stuff. Well, ki kitchenware was you know, was notorious for for, for for releasing quality acts, but but the roster at, at any given point was was never remotely as large as most indies, was it? No, no, it was, it was quite close, you know. It was quite small. Yeah, but that was I would, I would say the first two or three years of kitchenware, I was in love with being on the label. I love. I was really into the family thing. You know? Yes, yes. And I would say I I kind of got broken hearted when it. You know, when they got, you know, the banks got a bit bigger and they stopped interacting. That was my period. Yes. Because we didn't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it is a, a tricky time for you in, in, in more than one way, I'm sure. But you, you used the word family there. Would, would you mind? Oh, it was brilliant, man. Would you mind talking about your own family? Did you get to see them uh, uh, often, being that you're slightly yeah, more not north? as much as I'd like to. I mean, I, I was with your daughters yesterday, actually. Uh, yes. 
Uh, with the, the youngest daughter, she's going, she's seen a band called El Cid and she's doing her own thing. She's just a total individual, you know. Great. Uh, she's, she's great. She's quite shy, but a quiet person, you know. She's not in any, she's really not in the same. She's into art and music and she does it because she loves it, you know. And she's yes. just a regular, nice kid. And the youngest, youngest daughter, she's lovely. She's just come, been in Sheffield for three years, finished studying, so she's got the summer off and She's into her drama and she's just a nice girl, you know. And you see, you see them as, as often as you can. Oh yeah, absolutely. I must admit, I saw I saw the photo you put up yesterday, and uh, you, you you look you look proud as punch in that picture. Oh, just happy to be with them. They're, they're, they're nice people, you know. Like if you have children, yes, and you see them showing the high intelligences, which to me the high intelligences are grace, kindness. You know, compassion, lack of greed. Yes. And, and I've seen that in both my daughters, and I feel really blessed. That, that's what I'm feeling when I'm with them, because they're good people, you know. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's that's in no small part to yourself. I mean, I, I'm, I've got two of my own, and uh, yeah, it's often, oftentimes, it's just the stuff that you overhear that makes you the most proud. Because it, uh, at least it proves to me that I've, I might have done a small semblance of things right. Who knows? But uh, it's just lovely to see. Uh, and, and, and talking to you is, is an absolute pleasure. And in terms of new material, I don't want to be uh, pushing the envelope because it, it makes it sound like you're bone idle, which is the exact opposite. Um, um, we're going to have to wait a while for, for something new because, I mean, boat, Boat's going to come out uh, and, and Haunted, it's only, it's only it's less than a year old. So... Uh, is, is there something slated for the next calendar year, do you think? Yeah, I've been there. Uh, I was brought up in a little place called Breen Square in Washington, mm. were you? Yeah. Um, and I've started working on that because uh, through Facebook, there's loads of people I only knew between the ages of like two and, and 12. Yes. And it's lovely connecting with them through Facebook and just people. We talk about like, you know, the scrapyard that used to be down <laughs> the bottom of the street, the train, you know. Stuff that like everybody's got, you know, in their lives, and uh, there's little things like little gems. Like Brian Ferry was from the same street as me. Yeah, yes. And he's 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 you know there's like little things. Like if, if I saw Brian, I'd say, "I bet you got your hair cut, Brian." Jimmy Chadwick's, and he would laugh his head off. He did, you know. And, but I know stuff like that, so I'm going to do an album that's about that stuff, and I might even ask Brian if he fancies doing the back vocal or something, doing the lead vocal on, having fun, and uh, I'm getting the, some of the people that have known the community just to come up with ideas for song titles, because it's all, it's like in every community, there's millions of characters. Brilliant, it sounds like a, a music music from the community centre. Yeah, I'm good at, so I've got the concept, and I'm working, I've got loads of little songs, great little ideas, and uh, I'm going to go and do it. I have a friend called Malcolm Kutz, and Malcolm's a SES warrior. He's a <laughs> phenomenal guy, but he's a lovely man. You know, we're very yeah. different, but we're warriors in different ways. But he's a beautiful guy. And I was always like a bit like his older brother when he was growing up. And when, when, when I was 14, he was 11. He used to sit, there was a, like a white wall outside the local pub. And we used to sit there. On the summer nights, and with two acoustics, and play "Let It Be" by the Beatles, and the drums would come out. And yeah. It was only eleven, you know. And it was like these trees that were on the grass in front of where we lived, and they were like planted in a square. We used to like put wool around and turn them into boxing rings and 
stupid things, you know. Well, you know, trees are, you're massive now. You know, and I was talking about that like, <laughs> a few years down south, and we were like laughing. I was saying that tree used to like run around. I said it's like fucking huge now, and so I'm gonna, I want to sit on that wall with him. That would be fun on the same white wall with a couple of acoustics. Yeah. Oh, I, I, there's nothing like the the evocative warmth of childhood memories. It's just unbelievable, yes. isn't it? The, the, and and yes. I'm sure everything is as vivid as vivid can be when you when you when you uh, when you go down that road and, and, and you. Yes. you I, I, it's funny because I, I've reconnected with someone that that my old next door neighbour and one one of the immense benefits of Facebook is is just that is realigning yes. with people. Absolutely. And I've realigned with his brother, his twin sisters, and everything. And it um, it makes you think: had we had that technology when we were kids, we would have kept in touch with a lot more people. We can't, oh, you know, yeah. Because um, I, I feel like I've there's lots of people in my life that have sort of drifted away and fell off uh, through yes. no no fault of anybody's. But now with no. the, now there's no excuse. If you really want to be in touch with somebody, there's no excuse not to be. That's wonderful, you know. My uncle Michael, who lives in Australia, he wished me happy birthday today, and I've never seen him since I was ten year old. You know, we chat and stuff, and it's lovely. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's wonderful. I love that you your main side of Facebook. You know, the the contact, like you say, families and childhood friends, and that it's a wonderful thing. You know, it's like any oracle. Yes. It, people will abuse it. You know. If people are using it for the right reasons. Well, anything that's anything that's content driven, yeah. But I mean, you're gonna you're gonna be able to find the pure stuff, and and, and it is that once you can sort of wallow through the separate the wheat from the chaff, you, you can find all the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, one and, of the nicest things I ever saw on Facebook was a friend of mine who's a soldier. He lives in New York. And his dog died, and he had a picture of his little dog, you know, run through the fields. And I I, I said to him that he's called Mark. And I said, Mark, I know a woman down in um, Dorchester area. She's a brilliant animal artist. Send her a message. She's having a pretty tough time. She'll draw your dog. You give her 50 quid and we're all happy. You did it. Let's say, I know there's the sketch on Facebook of his dog, you know. <laughs> I fucking love that shit. You know? Well, crack, I mean, uh, yeah, pets. Pets to people are their 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 family, and there's there's no there's no yeah. muck there's no mucking with that relationship. Um yeah. now you um you said that uh, that record hopefully will will will, will come out. The, the, the theme of it is just unlike anything I've ever heard. And if, if it comes to yes. fru- if it comes to fruition, it'll be a beautiful, beautiful thing. So we it's can all be like a Geordie version of "Hey, What's Going On" by Marvin Gaye. <laughs> yeah, it'll be yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be the northeast version of, of, of what's going on. Yeah, and we'll I've just it, what's going what's going on, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, well, my uh, my sister was born in in, in Gateshead, and my dad 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 used to used to teach at old uh, at the old university there. And he's lived in Jesmond and uh, Lowfell, so it's it's a beautiful part of the world. And and it, whenever I go back, uh, I, I love the fact that the northeast is still quite a well kept secret for the majority, oh, yeah. and uh, for, for good reason. I love how it's just kept its identity. It, Amidst an ever-changing Britain, there's something, yes. there's a stasis about that, and, and, and the same can be said for Scotland, which I'm sure is part of the reason reason oh, why yeah. you find it home. Yes, you know, I just love a, Scotland. The Scottish are hilarious, man. They're brilliant. They're lovely people. I've got Scots, oh, Scots family. I was in Edinburgh in February, and it's it's just a, a rare part of the world where I think most people feel at home, and you, you might never have ever been there before. There's just something about yes. the place, isn't there? The people are amazing, man. They're, they're so funny and they're so like they've got so much passion. And 
And they're real. They're real, and and, and oh, yeah. you, you don't see as much greed as you do in in other locales. It's not it's not yeah. as prevalent, which is a wonderful thing as well. Yes, it yes. does. Well, I'm thankful for. I've been here twenty years, and I've been shown and I've been taught a lot. You know, Scotland kicks your ass as well. If you you know you lots of fools is, is a. No, and it keep, a, keep, keeps you real. I would, I would expect, house, Martin. But it keep, keeps you keeps you uh, on your toes. I would imagine. Absolutely, I've learned a lot. I've learned so much. I've been. It's been an honour. I mean, I've rolled my sleeves up and I've booked in and I've, I've done a lot of work in here and in here and work with people. You know, trying to get booked in and help people in recovery and stuff like that. I've, I've been really blessed. You know. Well. You, 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 you feel that way, but I'm also one of those advocates that uh, you, you, you get what you deserve. You, you've been a very giving chap, so everything that you get back is, is more than deserved. So, And that's, that's just coming from someone who's a, a distant observer, but you're the type of person that is going to be showered with that stuff because it's, it's all you ever do is give. So when you receive something, it's, yeah. it's, 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 that, it's, that, it's that payback. But I know you don't think of, oh. it, in, you don't think of it in those terms, I know, but uh, it's easy to say that when it's not you. <laughs> if you know what well, I mean. Well, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I appreciate. It. I mean, I get give gifts every day. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like my mum was like that. Yeah. She thought she had too much. You know, she also did was work in a factory. And Bless her heart. She, she went to Butlers for a holiday. And she still felt like she had too much because she was spiritually wealthy. You know, and her heart, her heart was wealthy. Beautiful. Uh, this, these, these stories, these anecdotes, and these these real life snippets that you share are just so so heartwarming, and and and, and they're very evocative in, in in your songs and your songwriting. And I'm just so chuffed to have had this opportunity to talk with you, and, and I and I'm, I hope that we can, you know, revisit this. In, 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 in the, oh, absolutely. I'm in I'm in Ottawa, Canada. So uh, <laughs> so if ever you want to come and uh, do a little mini tour here, I can sort you out. I tell you, Dara, last time I was in Canada was 1989 with the Hothouse Flowers, and it was surprising because the audiences were really good. Yeah, I saw you. I saw you on that. Uh, I saw you on that thing. I, I interviewed uh, Liam and a, uh, a few times on that tour, and uh, yes. didn't uh, I said you know saw you, but you know what I mean. It's just one of those things. But yeah, course, that, that, yeah. it's changed. Changed. There was a lot of. Eighties fans coming to the Canadian gigs because we used phonograph as same as them. Yeah, That's it, exactly. Yeah, out, uh, yeah. Polygram. They, they did. They did push uh, three of your records really hard, and and then yes. and and uh, you gained notoriety because of that push. A mate of mine was behind that actually, uh, P Peter Hardman, yes. and uh, he was a big fan of your music, so that obviously helps. <laughs> well, Dara, let's set something up. I mean, you and Peter, let's set a little tour of us. Well, we have a wonderful folk festival here every single year. It's it's uh, and there's the Edmonton Folk Festival, there's the Vancouver Folk Festival. So I'll be sure to drop me a line um, in the next little Brilliant, while, just yeah. just to remind you of our little chat. And and Martin, one last thing, and it's completely yeah. um, it's com it's completely. Uh, as a bit of a departure, it's just some little silly thing, a little feature I do on the program. Uh, yeah. I've, I've got this graph of of, of biscuits. Uh, <laughs> uh, if if you were to hypothetically bob over for you know barbecue, a cup of tea, and I, and I, and I and I bring out the biscuit tin, and yeah. say, in that biscuit tin, it's a magic biscuit tin, Martin. There's all the biscuits yeah. in the world there, but you can only choose one. What would you choose? Uh, oh, I <laughs> know oh, it's a, it's a real pose of that one, isn't it? Well, I'll go for the classic fig roll. Oh, well played. Oh, wow, that was, that was minimal hesitation. Good stuff. Absolutely. Well, I'll put you on the graph. I'll send you a copy. And I'll also send you a link of the podcast when it is uh, up in all its glory. Uh, in, the, in, in the meantime, 
all the best. Drive safe for the little remainder of the trip. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, uh, and, I'll, and I'll be in touch real soon, mate. Brilliant. Keep in touch, Dad. Really enjoyed talking to you. Later. Shall do, Martin. All the best. All the best, Dad. Bye now. Ta-ra. Not an awful lot, really, I can uh, add add to that. Martin uh, covers all the bases there, doesn't he? And I hope to goodness that uh, you've uh, you've learned something. Uh, if you already knew about uh, Martin and his career, I hope you've learned something new. If you uh, were completely unaware, I hope that you've been suitably educated and uh, are uh, online buying some of his material right now. He works very, very hard, and uh, I hope to have him on the show uh, in 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 the coming months, uh, maybe after the re-release of, of, of Boat to Bolivia. And speaking of Boat to Bolivia, um, the first record released in 1986. Um, we're going to hear Crocodile Cryer, another one of my favourites. Literally, they're all my favourites.
Tell you what, Boat to Bolivia is uh, it's one of those desert island discs. Stunning debut from uh, Martin Stevenson and the Dainties. I do hope you enjoyed the feature this week. I certainly did. And uh, you can look forward to me playing more of, of Martin's material uh, with each and every passing podcast. Just shy of 30 songs for this uh, particular episode, which is uh, pretty good going. Um, we will be... Uh, approaching episode 16 i hope to get that one recorded actually in four or five days as opposed to waiting another week um be sure to visit um the the web uh, the web page at podbean where the uh, the podcast is initially housed because it uh, articulates in great detail everything that i've played um and it also allows you to do some nifty things with sharing. Uh, you will be able to see the links, such as the links I've shared with you for uh, Martin's material. You can visit uh, the band at uh, dainties.co.uk, uh, but dainties.bandcamp.com is the place where you can buy just about all of Martin's material. Uh, and I do urge you, of course, to support him. Don't forget, too, that Near Perfect Pitch is reachable through the email at nearperfectpitch at gmail.com, Twitter and Snapchat, Near Perf Pitch. Mixcloud, Soundcloud, Tumblr and Vimeo all have their Near Perfect Pitch pages, as does Facebook and uh, Instagram, we're at Near Perfect Pitch. Whew. And one last shout out, as they say, in my feeble attempt to sound hip, um, my thanks to CKSU as ever for the facilities and allowing me to uh, produce the show. Wonderful stuff. I shall be back next week for uh, episode 16. Thanks so much, as usual, for listening. ta